This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Celtic Rooms TV, the Boz and Bottle podcast, with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Chris is unavailable again tonight due to work commitments. So in his place tonight, we'll have Brian Michaels, known to you guys as Welsh Boy, who will be joining us later on the show. Uh, on tonight's show, we're going to talk about some Celtic rumours. And we're going to talk about some Celtic legends, some Celtic's team of the year in the Nine of the Raw campaign. We're going to do a brief uh, show on the build-up to the Celtic and Rangers game. On Sunday the fourth, on Sunday, first, uh, we're just going to talk to Mark about some shout-outs. So, Mark, how are you? Good to see you again. Mark, can you hear me? Oh, thanks, Paul. Is that better? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah. Sorry about that. Thanks again, Paul. We, well, I'm delighted that we can. Welshie coming on later on. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Welsh, Welsh boy has a few good things to be saying, as uh, as I was talking to him last night. I think. So I think that's in every Celtic's thing this this season, is that they actually can't go to the games and can they be at the games. Well, you know? The old is still trying to town, isn't he? Welshie boy. <laughs> yeah, 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 Just, yeah. Well, thanks to everybody that's tuned in. Uh, and all the subscribers. But that's us for just over 330 now, and that's brilliant. But if you haven't described, subscribed, then please do it. Uh, I've planned something a wee bit different for Sunday Scottish Cup Derby, and I'll put details of that in the forum tomorrow morning. But we're hoping that you'll all enjoy what we've got planned for it. Uh, a lot of work plans went into it. Uh, as always, of course, I want to send our best wishes out to Tim Alloy, Malika and ROH. Just take care, lads. And finally, our very own wee mascot, Steph Laddie Ben. He's home, actually home for hospital, but he's still got a long, tough road ahead of him. So get well soon, Ben. We're all rooting for you, buddy. Hail, hail. Just a few greetings there. Bestie Bikes is on the, on the line. Alexander is on the line. He'll be working till him. He's not got time to spend on here. <laughs> Technology these days. He's walking. Uh, he's 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 on Zoom call. He's texting us. So I don't think Bestie Bikes is uh Chris is paying too much attention to the to the work tonight. I think Buzz Bomb is on the show again. So go to see what and Bobby Sunderland is is after coming on. Well, there's Buzz. Nice to see you, Buzz. Uh, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen Buzz in too often on the show. So Buzz, you have to come on to us live someday. No, I don't think you buzz would come on live. No, I don't think you will. So I'll get it. So, so, you go. 
Right, so lads, we're just briefly, as Chris is in here, we just have a few Celtic rumours that, that's, that's kind of popping up this week. Uh, Celtic recruitment chief Gary Pinrice is next in line, according to reports today, that he's in line to be heading to the exit door after the departure of Nick Dickey Hammond. Pinrice is likely to be leaving shortly after only being appointed head of recruitment since last April. Mark, do, do, do you know, did, did we see this coming? Do you think that he was next in line to go inside this recruitment? I, I don't know if there's an actual line, an extra line, but surely I saw part of the clear it. I was reading that. He's been there a while, that pain recently. Last April. He was actually he was there, but he was actually made chief of recruitment last April. He's, he's only newly appointed to this role, chief of recruitment, and supposedly... He was the main man behind the Duffy transfer. He was chief scout at Everton when Shane Duffy was with Everton. And he was a great supporter and fan of Shane Duffy. And he was the chief nosigator to bring Shane Duffy to Celtic. And supposedly that well, that, that could have been his downfall. But if that you know? a hero then, wouldn't he? But it's, mm-hmm. I don't think he just moved on because he won bad signing. No, no. I think it's just all kind of part of the, the the whole restructure within within the board with, with Nick Hammond leaving, I think. That was his right-hand man, you know? There a lot of comings and goings. If, if, if the place is basically getting gutted. And that's what it's needing. There's people there that have been doing their jobs and they're kind of just... To me, gets mm-hmm. emotions at that kind of level. So I've been mm-hmm. he's next in line or who's going to be the next in line. I think over the next couple of months and that, we'll see a lot of changes and people that... Well, no, we don't really think about what they did with the club, and we probably we maybe even don't know their names. Do you know, like scout out the scouting department. I think a lot of that will get revamped. I think so. Yeah, I think the I think the scouting is going to be going to be a major overhaul within the club, as what what we've seen with poor poor signings over the last couple of years. Whoever director football is going to be, I think there's going to be huge overall overhaul within our scouting department as well, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Italian news outlet Milan News has claimed that Celtic have opened the door for them to start ne- negotiations for a player plus exchange deal, which will see access and cash for Edward. Now I mentioned that on the last podcast, but it's actually after coming out today as as a rumor that Celtic have opened the door for Milan to start opening those uh, negotiations. That's something I just, I I can't believe I I, I thought like I said, was very poor this year he had won two games worse his overall performance to me isn't worthy of bringing him in a full time contract Mark what do you think? Said that in the last podcast Paul no, definitely mm-hmm. definitely definitely hundred percent no for me I'd and uh, just you know never seen anything for like so well, how much do you think we'd be looking at for Laxell we we saved the set we're going for us. Axel plus cash. What kind of cash are we talking here, do you think, Mark? I'd be looking for a bonus on top of it for taking Laxell off them. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, what I've heard, Celtic are still looking for top dollar for Dembele. Edward. Uh, Edward. They're not going mm-hmm. to get pushed and bullied about when it comes to haggling for the price. What did you know what Milan paid for Laxell? 
probably going to value him roughly we say five six million that's what they're probably going to value him at maybe offer us 15 to 20 15 15 million plus yeah that'll be 20 million yeah you know hopefully hopefully they can start looking at it because i don't i i I don't know about if he's going to come in like if he's going to be our number one left back next season i think we're going to have some serious issues there that in that position again next season you know taylor's Taylor's twice the player that likes. Yeah, Taylor actually is ahead of him at this moment, or just only for his injury that he picked up during the last couple of games. Laxell came in, but Taylor can have has made that left back position his own, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Bobby Sutherland said that they paid twelve for him. Bobby, twelve million. Bobby in the live chat there saying twelve million they paid. Jesus Christ! Oof. They could nearly put him sort seven eight million bracket like you. We know that's what they could put in him like, you know. So, my man... But I think we'll agree that Laxalt's a no-go for, is he? Yeah, exactly. I think everyone on the on the live chat as well as... Uh, I've, not, I've, is, never uh, is I've never seen anybody saying for definite, oh, he's, he's got a, a player in there and that. No, he's too, he's too, he's too wild, Mark. Do you know what I mean? It's like... What I'm getting the impression is he doesn't know his position. Like he's too wild. Like he's he he's all I can see him is just bombing up and down the line. But he's what he's actually doing. Like he's never there to receive the ball off anyone. You know what I mean? He's just like a headless chicken that's running around the pitch. You know, a, for a player that's playing in Italy, he's actually yeah. Awareness. I played in the World Cup for for Yorga and everything. You know, awareness on the park is zero. He doesn't seem to know where his teammates are. He doesn't seem to. As you say, he's, he's never actually in the right position. He's always yeah. make up ground. Because when I talked to him when we were when we getting him there, and um, when I heard we were getting him, I thought we were getting a really top player, like a, a World Cup international for your and playing for AC Milan. No, I thought he couldn't. He was coming to us because he actually couldn't get into the AC Milan team. But I can see why he can't get into the in, AC Milan team, the way he's played with us, and not, that, why they want to get rid of him. You know? Uh, de- uh, de- on the way, you know, they're some their bestie saying lacks out generally enter. It's not enter, it's AC. Oh, right, Disney Mark, 5.22, he's saying. That's a bit better than 12, right enough. But. Yeah. So, moving on, for look, I think we, we are, everyone, there's a good one here that we, we agree that people wouldn't like to see Laxell plus cash for Edward. Moving on from that is. I've seen a coming, but I, I've spoken about him a lot. And to be honest, I, I think he's got a Royal Deeble in the club. I, I would have kept him. But is uh, Patrick Camilla has flown out to the United States on doing a, a medical for a permanent move to New York Red Bulls. On the plus side, reports say that Celtic will receive back the 3.5 million that we paid from last year. Now, I, I'm really, I, I, I'm in two minds about it. You know, I, I, I'm glad that we're getting the 3.5 million back. But if New York Red Bulls are willing to pay the 3.5 million that we paid for him, Mark, they see a player in him that we can't see. Oh, well, you've seen him. We've spoken Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That, that Celtic coaches and stuff like that can't see, you know? Uh-huh. For, what, you know? for what I've seen him, I would, I would let him go. I've said that to you, I just don't see mm-hmm. it at all. But you've seen a lot more of him than this. Uh, I go with your phone. Your take. Like going by his three point five million price tag, no right? Take that with a pinch of salt, really. Yeah. But what you've seen him this year? Would you pay that? No. So, no. 
So New York Red Bulls have been actually looking at the way he played. I think we say they've been looking at previous games of him in Poland. They're probably watching him on the Polish under 21s. And they actually see a player that I've been saying over the last couple of weeks that he is a player that can play football. But we just don't play to a system or we haven't been playing to a system that actually suits Camilla. You know? Well, as I say, you can't, to me, you can't judge a player or I've said it about a manager as well just on their last move. I mean, mm-hmm. in the case, we would, we would have all been laughing at saying Chris Sutton because it was a disaster at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can make a bad move to the wrong club and it doesn't go well. And as you say, I think that must be, is it New York Red Bulls you said that's in for him? Yeah, New York Red Bulls. They must be looking at what they've seen before. I just said, well, he's, that move's no work to it, but we've we've seen what he's capable of another, but previously, and it's worth a gamble for him. Look at uh, Puki, that was made his attitude problems. You know, I don't think that's the case with Klamala. Mm-hmm. Sometimes moves just don't work out. Good just don't work out, like yeah. Look to the Because he came in with a good approach actually after the after the lockdown. There, he like after January he had. He, shaved his head he came back in a uh, bigger build like he was actually trying really you know to get things up for him in Celtic weren't you know he wasn't kind of down in tools or anything like that Mark you know you're saying, you know if you're saying for what you've seen that we never played the type of game that suited him well we were never going to see the best of him really so maybe it's probably for the best that he moves on no hard feelings mm-hmm. good luck to the lad Rob McNair said, I don't know, do you know this this one, Mac? Is Ronnie Doyle still the manager of New York Red Bulls? I think he is, isn't he? Uh huh. You know, Ronnie Doyle, and he, Ronnie Doyle has a, has a knife for. No New York Red Bulls, it's uh, Man City's team he's way. Oh, I'm need to Google that now. I thought it was the New York. New York Bulls or something, is it? Yeah. New York City FC, they're called. Yeah. So, like, we know Ronnie Doyle had, always had a knife for young talent because, look at Oyer, he he induced Callum Mack, you know, so he has a knife for young talent. So I think think it's a good move for Camilla and if Celtic are getting 3.5 million back for him. It's no Ronnie Doyle's team. Mm Mm-hmm. Ronnie's not in charge of the New York Red Bulls. He's in charge of New York City. Oh, yes, so it's not right. I get you know, it's not right. I think. Uh, yes, yes, so he, yeah, sorry. My apologies. I'm not very Jen Dutton in the MLS myself, Paul, I wouldn't mm-hmm. So, Bosman, Camilla has a good attitude, but I think we should take our money back. I, I agree with that. It, look, it didn't work out for him if we're going to get the, the money we paid for him. It, it, it's a good deal for both, both sides, really, Mark, isn't it? For Camilla and for just a Pathetic. deal that suits everybody, isn't it, really? That's what it is. Um, so, there's another one, thing, and it's it's just a report, and I don't know what, what kind of accuracy it is. Football Insider has stated that Fogel Harkin is in line to be appointed director of football shortly after Dominic McCoy is appointed uh, chief executive. Back in the 20th of March, Football Insider claimed the deal was 90% done, but now have claimed that Harkin has agreed to come Celtic man, uh, director of football and that talks are already taking place and agreed with Eddie Howe to become manager. Any thoughts on that, Mark, do you think? I've read a few things. I don't know if it's all came from the same source or no, but I've read a few things saying that 
it's going to be happening as a director of football. Mm-hmm. Eddie Howe's manager, and see the boy that Eddie Howe wanted as director of football, he was getting the head the head scout job. Mm-hmm. I see a few mm-hmm. people saying that, but I think, again, does, does, that, does Harkin know Dermot Desmond on a personal level? I don't know, because I'm going back, like I was reading that Harkin is just is a, is a boyhood Celtic fan, and for him to come to Celtic... I'm reading like that. It's the it's a dream come home too. I know they knew each other between the, the, the Irish connection, but I don't know how friendly they are. I I don't know. Jesus, kind of anything about that. Pe- people have gone to moan or oh, another Irish guy coming all away for these I just pointing Irish people. She's so good at their job. Nobody moaned about Brendan Rodgers being Irish. So Man City under twenty trees. Look, he restructured that whole Man City. It always had a. Players going out on loan and the the underage teams were never performing and 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 this season they're on the verge of winning the under twenty three league mark so he must be exactly. restructuring something man city with all this young talent coming in there you know Harton must be good at his job a he's working at man city so and b well he's working with man city kind of thing but you're not going to it's the Irish thing that people always keep oh, we always seem to do that but. If they're good at their job, it doesn't matter if they're Irish. But see, if they're Irish and they've got a connection to the club, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't mean Irish with a connection to the club. If you're Scottish and you've got, if you've got an emotional tie to the club, it does, to me it doesn't matter where you come from. If exactly. If they're, if they're good at their job, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If they're trying to say that if you're good enough at your job... And then, but when it goes wrong, it's always actually that's that's because we always we always go for the Irish guy now. But nobody was moaning when we went for Brendan Rodgers. No, no, and, and as you said, like Brendan Rodgers at Martin O'Neill. Ah, it's just when it goes wrong, fans complain that we always seem to get done looking the Irish route. You know, yeah, I think I think a lot of fans are kind of with that, like, oh, here we go again. Uh, you know that I remember at the start of the at the podcast there with with Chris, we were saying that. Um, James McCarthy is a, is available at the end of next season on a free transfer, and we were looking at and some people are putting in the live chat not an, not another Irish player or right, just because like but James McCarthy is a good player, you know. Uh, definitely, they're they're tearing sixty one saying, but there be a connection with Lowell in Hartley. That's well, Lowell's sons still high up at Man City, so maybe. There's a good chance Lowell's met Harton a few times with the deals we've done with Man City already. I think Lowell wants to kind of get one big deal done before he leaves, Mark. Do you think that's? I think he would. I think he would like to be maybe there when they be announced the manager. Do you get? Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants. He'd maybe take all the credit, but I think he would like to be there to show that he played his part in it for his wee last final. Peter kind of number. Do you think he's going to? Is Lord going to have much negotiations with the next manager, or is that going to be all left to Dominic McKay next week? Or do you think when Dominic McKay comes in next week, uh, do you think we're going to expect these announcements to be made, Mark? As are these people papers are saying, like the manager will be announced, the director of football will be announced. Do you think that's going to be could happen next week after he's uh, appointed? Well, first with the level, the level part, I think I think he has played a big part in that, and I was surprised as anybody about that. I thought he would have not took a back seat because he's still the chief, the chief executive, and nobody knows Celtic better than Peter Lowell. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it came to the actual hard nose, like what the, like talking to Eddie Howe or that, what, like what Eddie Howe's looking for, to me that should be up to Dermot Desmond to make that decision. Mm-hmm. 
Just Peter, exactly. L- Peter Lobel's not going to be there to, do you get what I mean? To, to have yeah. to do with it. But for the actual negotiations, I can see him have why he's involved. But to the level that it seems to be, that doesn't seem too right. And that's when Mackay comes in, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's the case. Mm-hmm. Once Mackay comes in, it starts to snowball a bit. We start. I, I wouldn't build my hopes up in like a big procession, you know, the new director of football, and the new CEO, and the new manager on the one day. I wouldn't build my hopes up in that. But there must mm-hmm. be, there must be a reason as well that Mackay's coming in earlier. Is it exactly? Yeah, there, there's something about that into that. It was supposed to be. July want this at the end of June, July want this. Didn't yeah. it? July the first it was. Yeah. So maybe no, they've realised how big, how big it's going to be, the turnover and the work that's going to be involved in the build, the rebuild of the summer. And I've got my kite. I still think they probably thought that Neil Lennon might be there till the end of the season as well, Mark. That, you know, that they didn't expect Neil Lennon to go and why all these decisions has been moving fast to bring down because maybe to get these negotiations done and have a manager in place. You know. Oh, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm out because there must be a reason for him coming in a bit earlier than it was planned. Mm-hmm. David Gallagher is saying there, uh, I've been seeing John Kennedy growing into the position. Like, we talked about that really. Well, I, not this season, I think, because there's too much of a big rebuild to be done. And I don't know, I don't think he's the right man and he's inexperienced for this rebuild. You know, if we had a team there that's that was still winning leagues and uh, we didn't have to do much of a big build, but maybe he should be considered. But now, I don't think he's the, he's ready or, or he's the right man at this precise moment. You know, do you think the the same there, Mark, and that? I agreed on that before. Mm-hmm. You can see the difference in the team. You can, you can see, for a few weeks, people were saying, oh, it's Kennedy playing it. It's just the same as Lennon, this, that. But he can still only pick from the same set of players. But you, you can mm-hmm. see the, the difference in the team. And I know it was only Livingston, but how many teams before that, should the amount of shots we had in goal, we were getting a one nothing and 2 nothing win. It was only Livingston, but 6 nothing. I wasn't expecting Celtic to win 6 nothing. Not that Livingston, actually. You know, and I, you know, we, we talked about the, the game there, there briefly there on the thing with United Ireland, and it actually came to a surprise. But I'm thinking like the reason is that is, Mark, because... One, you have James Forrest back, right? The defence has come steady with likes of John Joe Kenny, Stephen Welch, come, Welch coming in. You know, Bain has had a good run. So, so, so like, I, I really don't think the tactics and stuff are really the same. It's the same players. But I think the way this team has taunt, taunt the corner, for me, is that James Forrest is available again. And we actually saw how much we actually miss the player all season. Oh, we've missed Forrest. We, have, we definitely have. But there's no ifs or buts about it. He's never been his biggest fan. I keep saying that, but you can't argue with the goals that he's... The goals and assists that he's gave us over the years. He is an important player for Celtic. When, But he needs to be on his game. He needs to be kept in his toes and be fit and playing week in and week out at a high level. Because you know he's capable of it. That annoys me when players, you know, players are capable of playing at a level and they don't date week in, week out. Everybody's a bad game now and again. But for me, for mm-hmm. he, still, he drifts in and out of games a lot and doesn't dominate as much as he should in that. So if we're going to let the kind of rumours there tonight. My apologies if they weren't to Betsy's uh, approval, but 
we'll, uh, we'll have Betsy back to show for his rumours, hopefully on Sunday. So moving on to that, we're going to move on to season take renewals. So, so uh, I'm led to believe that season ticket holders normally get their forms for renewal in April, or so, or some would get new during April. But I'm led to believe they're actually delayed so far. Um, are, are are fans going to? Are you going to renew your season tickets, or are you going to wait till a manager is appointed, directors are appointed, or? Are you going to make it, like some fans have been stating that they're going to make a statement how bad this day, this year has went? How do you feel about that situation that's going on at the club with uh, season tickets, news, Mark? I think a lot of fans will be waiting to see who the ma- the management team's going to be, and you, you, you can't blame anybody. As I've said, it's not my money. I'm not going to tell somebody what, how to spend their money. See if you see if you want to buy a season ticket, buy one. See, if you don't, don't, there's other folk that will. But don't make yourself out you're some kind of martyr. Oh, I'm not buying a season ticket. Do you get what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. your personal choice. It is a lot, it's a lot of money nowadays. I mean, my first, I can remember a season ticket. And it was in, see, like this, what you call the snobby stand, the south stand. I had a season ticket in there that cost me £195. Mm-hmm. Some people are asking, like, Mark, to kind of... Be repaid, like for for paying a, a lot, a lot of thousands on on season tickets. There, the, maybe the fans should get some discount this season. Maybe people are talking about the facility to give some shares out to these season ticket holders. But you know, you can't pick just one or two season tickets out of out random. You know, it's every season ticket holder within the stadium that you have to give these. Tell I can't sell the afford to convert these some some discount to to shares. I, I don't know about that idea either. I don't. I, mm-hmm. it seems to me there seems to be like some kind of undercurrent between people in the Celtic support that just wanting shares and that their power to try and get some kind of power in the club, and that's not the way to go for me because I don't think it would work out the way people think it would. So, mm-hmm. uh, the shares, because even at that. It's, the normal fans in the street don't want shares to make money. They just want to be able to say, I'm a shareholder of Celtic. That's it, yeah. I mean, Celtic should maybe look at giving every, see, like every season ticket holder and every shareholder. They should maybe look at giving them a vote on, I don't mean petty things, but smaller, do you know what I mean? Smaller things to give them a say in maybe what, what direction the club goes in certain aspects of it. But I don't, I don't, I mean, What's the point of getting somebody's shares because the season was shut down? Mm-hmm. There's one here from Tom Locksick. He can't discount Celtic. It's a choice. Sometimes econo- economic, sometimes the wife. You're in and you're buying your, your ticket or not. That's it, Mark. You know, it, it's your personal choice, isn't it? If you want your ticket, if you think. And my point, it's going to the club, Mark. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who the manager is. And, and my opinion it's still going to the club. It's going towards new players. It's going to develop the academy. You know, it's all going to be all this money is revenue for the club that the club actually needs to to keep the running of the club going. And for for some groups of fans to come out like and asking people not to renew their tickets as a statement is you know that's not no. practical. And you know that's you know I don't agree with people telling people what to do with their money and their their life to that extent. I mean, there's guys. Guys have been going to football for 30, 40 years 
And now there's people on the internet telling why you shouldn't buy a season ticket because Celtic didn't do this or they didn't sack Neil Lennon. Mm-hmm. But there's another thing going wrong that uh, supposedly that uh, the deal between the Scottish FA and Sky Sports was only for one year where clubs were allowed to, uh, to, to show their home season games uh, on their own uh, TV channel. But that was only for one year and that's going to expire for the end of the season. And Sky are reluctant to let that happen next season. So if 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 there's no uh, fans left in the season next season, we don't know if there's going to be fans back in the stadium next season, Mark. We we, we don't know that yet, really, do we? But we say if there's going to be Jews, how do they decide then who's going to come in to the stadium and who's not? You know, like a reduced capacity, we say within the stadium. You know, a lot of like they're going to ask fans to to, to fork out on, again on on Celtic TV, which I'm, I'm led to believe has been very very poor this season. And then if and, you imagine the arguments it would cause about who was getting into the ground and who wasn't. The, mm-hmm. the egos that are out there on Twitter and that within the Celtic support, it would be civil war. Mm-hmm. So, so going back, I'm I'm, I'm saying so. The revenue that comes in to the season ticket holders, where does that where where does that money actually go? Go Mac? does it actually go into the the youth academy, or does it go into revenue? Within I think it players are is a pot. Basically, it just goes into the big pot of the finances. Don't think there's any specific pass that it takes. But well, Celtic, Celtic pools they get a lot of money to the academy, and that they get a lot of funding through the Celtic pools. Uh, Celtic fans won't mind paying the money if we spent it on transfers. But that, that's what we're trying to say. Like, does, that's why what I'm kind of looking into is that does the money actually go in to the transfer fund, or at the start of the season when the new manager's coming in, Mark he's told this is your budget. We say Eddie Howe comes in. What what type of budget do you think Eddie Howe will have if he's the manager? I don't know if we just say it's Eddie Howe if he's coming in. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's put me in the spot. That. Yeah, and what? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd spot, spot, but what can Celtic expect to give, or what can we actually afford, Mark, to, to, to for this rebuild? Well, we've still got money in the bank. We've still got a massive overdraft facility that I'm sure is underwritten with Dermot Desmond or through him or something like that. Which Celtic, well, Celtic don't like using it, but it's there if they need it. Plus the mm-hmm. There's plenty of money to be spent. Plus the money, think of the money. amount of money that we're going to sell on players this season that we actually kind of know that's going to go exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, if players go, Mark, I think we're at least expecting at least 30, 30 to forty. I think we if players go, I think. I'd be expect. I'm expecting more than that. I'm really expecting more than that. I, mm-hmm. I, so, I, I think Celtic. You're talking about twenty million put for Ayer. Twenty million pound for Edward. And what's in Oyer's uh, contract, Mark? What's left in his contract, Oyer? I think he's only done his last year as well. And can you still expect twenty million for him uh, one year? Up, up between fifteen and twenty million, not definitely. Oh, I don't see why not. Uh, and let to believe Welchie is back in the back. in the room. You talk. We're going to get Welchie. Uh, Welchie set up right. Brian Michaels is a. Uh, is is Welch boy from the from the forum? He's running late today, but he's now here. 
just in time for this talk about the. the it was actually um, I was Mike I, that wanted. I was going oh. to talk about it. Hello, Welshie. Oh, he's not there yet. I was meant to be Welshie. Oh. Welshie, welcome to the show, Brian. Nice to have you both. Ah, how do you do, okay? Not too bad, no, not too bad. We're just uh, on the topic, actually, that uh, you wanted to talk about is season ticket renewals. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about this situation? Eh, uh, well, I think it's just more down to the fact that there's lots of people out there spent a lot of money. I'm going to value of the season books for the Celtic TV. You know, I've got a family of three in our club who spent over two grand and it's, you know, one, one season have to watch the TV show and it's not been very good. So just We've just been stating that actually that the season Celtic TV has actually been uh, I'm going to leave that has been very poor and a lot of fans have been disappointed and if no fans have been left into the stadium next season and you have to pay for another pass for Celtic TV would you be able to fit, be able to pay out that full price for Celtic TV again? Probably. Obviously it goes down to a personal choice doesn't it and obviously Finances are all different for everybody, you know. But to to know if there's any light in the tunnel where you're actually going to get in or not, that's that that to me makes a big difference to your decision. I mean, I'm quite forced. I'm I'm going to pay for my season ticket anyway because I can afford it. But there's other people out there who can't. You know, but I say can't. They get the money together because it's you know following Celtics what they do, it's what they live for. But uh, to mm-hmm. that, the household income that can make a big difference if you get no return. After the year we've had as well, people not working for a while, people losing their jobs and that, it's a big big decision for a lot of guys to make. 100%. I mean, if you look at last season, we lost five games at the end of the season and we got a £100 discount for that off. Now you could take the discount mm-hmm. on your kids, you, know, you could put it onto your, your season book right this season. But there was no... There was none of that mentioned when the season about reveals came out this season. It was only after it was done that it was like, well, look, there's not going to be a refund, but there's going to be a value, which was the Celtic TV, which we've all watched. And has anything... Um, uh, is, I'm led to leave you now to get your Celtic season ticket renewals in, in April, Brian. Is, is that right? To be honest with you, I do mine through an affiliation, so it's a bit different. Um, I don't actually have a form and it's such a whatever, you know. Um, I'm at the ticket convener for us, for our CSC. Basically, I'm in touch with, you know, another CSC who gets the ticket for us. So we, we've got a bit of a, a better setup, so to speak. So we don't, we don't actually deal with Celtic themselves. They, it does, we yeah, through, yeah, yeah. We go through that way, and obviously, and, and as well, I know there's, there's good points to that as well. We don't actually fork out for the whole book at one time. I mean, we get to the end of October to pay for ours which, you know, it can help a long way. Exactly, exactly. That's, that, that's, uh, do they still do the instalments version? You can get the instalments, but it's through a, that's a finance company. But yeah, you can still do it. That's been over 12 months. Yeah, but I say the most, all other boys do go through another way. A few of my pals used to do the, the, the paid it up every, I thought it was like, it was three payments or three months or something like that. You'd know better than me. It's been that long for I had a season ticket. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, there's, there's only one of our boys that does it that way, and I'm sure it's either 10 months or 12 months he pays for it. Um, obviously, <laughs> no, 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 there's no interest. No. I'm hearing uh, that some fans group, uh, Brian, have come out to say, hold off in your season tickets till uh, a new manager's appointment, till the director's appointment, and... 
make a statement by 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 um, delaying your renewal date because of the way this season season went. What, do you have any thoughts on that? What these fans are saying? I think is if you're a Celtic fan, you're a Celtic fan, and if you always get a season ticket, renew your season tickets. You know. To be honest with you, I, I caught the tail end of what Mark was speaking about just before I came on, and it's it's a personal choice, isn't it? You know. Mm-hmm. Either going to, it's, you know, someone posted it was Rich posted last night about Royal Celtic fans. That really annoys me when people say that because that's what the club buy into. You know, Celtic fans are loyal. Mm-hmm. But you've got to look at the bigger picture. Everybody's scenario is completely different, and it's not a case of, you know, there'll be a lot out there on Twitter, like you say, in different places who will, will, will vent and say, "I'm not renewing for this reason or that reason." But deep down, I would say most season holders want to renew. But this season, it's a case of can they can you afford it? You know, do, are the club going to keep them? Do you know? Think a lot of these people who say they're no renewing are kind of. I mean, they're anonymous folk on Twitter and that. And they, be, they could be they could be one of the first people on the point or ticket in. I mean, that's you know? enough for a welcher to come out here and say, ah, I'm not, I'm not buying a season ticket this year until Dermot Desmond sells his shares. But we don't know if he does or no. I don't mean that against any against you, Welsh, but I'm talking about all these anonymous folk on Twitter that are trying to oh. tell folk what they should and shouldn't be doing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody, you read all these things. I mean, I, I say, I've got... There's 15 books that I look after, and you know I, I deal with these people day and day out when we're talking about tickets, and we have a lot of conversations. And you know, the main one for most of us, it's the ones who've got you know, like me, I'm, I'm myself, I've got my season book, and that's me. But you've got the ones who's got their son with them, you've got another one who's got his son and his wife with them, and it's 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 really that the fact is, yeah, they want to renew, but you know, the, the finances, people have been out of work, there's been different things it's a case of you know, do I fork out again this season for no return when I could have been doing this in the house or putting this towards that bill or whatever it might be I think Celtic just need to make a statement of intent and say look we know it's been a bad season but this is what we're going to do or, or, or on the other side we're not going to do anything but there's, there's, there's nothing coming from them. Do you think no. that's why uh, Dominic Mackay might be coming in earlier? I, I kind of hope so. I mean, they say you, you read a lot about the fans saying about the appointments of the manager and this, that, and the other. I personally don't think anything's going to happen since the Kai comes in, but him coming in earlier is obviously that's got to be a good sign. I mean, I mean, it's widely known that there's a lot of the supporters that's going to disconnect from the club. And, you know, and to me, Lawwell's a big, big part of that, despite how well he's run the club financially. There's, there's, there is definitely a disconnect to the fans. Paul, I did, there's some talks about some fans that we, I was saying to Mark and, and he didn't know what kind of he wasn't in favour either that some fans want a discount uh, kind of a refund but put into shares in the club would that something that would interest you Brian? Uh, it's, you know I've, I've just looked into this a little bit to see what the is with, but I'm not 100% sure I mean to me like I say, I've, I've stated already I'll be reading my book no matter what but you know, I heard Paul uh, Mark saying before about Shares is nice for a wee bit in a club, so to speak. That is a mm-hmm. good thing. There's also the, the Celtic shares and the Celtic trust are trying to sort of accumulate the shares together to give one big voice. Again, I don't know too much about it, I just want to read. So, you know, I, I've, I've been invited to one of the, the meetings they have and try and get into that a little bit more, just to see what they're asking, the, the, what they're going down. But then, you, you know, to, to me, it's, a, it's the financial side of things for for families who have their season books. That, that, to me, is the most important thing. I'd say, I'll renew anyway, but, you know, it's just the ones that are 
I'll buy my book. My, my son, his book this season, so he can't go. Or do I buy him a new bike? Or, or do I pay this bill? That's that to be the main thing. I just think that there should be something there. Either if they come out with something for those who have got more than one book in the house, you know, for families or something. It's, and even say you'll get a 25% discount next season or 10% or Yeah, whatever. yeah, you exactly, just, yeah. I think people are going to be happy with that kind of a discount, would they? Like a certain percentage off it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that money, that money, everyone's that money's gone in everybody's eyes now. They're spending that. There's nothing they can do about it. But you know, it's it's when it comes to next season, what happens? I mean, even you heard you saying before about uh, who would get into the ground and who wouldn't. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it from the point of view that surely it's going to be people closest to the ground. It's not going to go on how many games you've been to, or how long you've been cold or so forth. I think it'll be people who are closer. I, I think so, yeah, because like we will in um, we said they they keep the kind of COVID out from other far far away people and keep people close to the city that the less in chance of COVID kind of spreading then really in this. You know? I mean, public transport and support yeah. and everything else. I mean, I'm under no illusions. I mean, thousands of us who travel from hundreds and hundreds of miles away. So you know, can we see you right on next season in a tent? In the car park outside Celtic Park, <laughs> making sure you're going to be getting into the stadium. <laughs> oh, do you know, do you know, I've been, I've been trying to get a job in Glasgow. I, I, keep, I keep getting moved further south. I'm in London at the minute. The company's got work in Glasgow, and they keep moving me further south. <laughs> you know, you. So, look, I think we'll 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 we move on from season tickets, you know, and uh, we just have a, a quick chat there with Brian because he's later show. Uh, what's your hopes for for next season, Brian? And, what you think the club should do to win back our title, hopefully? Well, it's definitely going to be a clear out. That's no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, to me, it's more a case the ten is gone, you know, the pressure's off. But obviously, mm-hmm. we need to get my title back. So it's a case of bit. I don't think we should be going out there and rushing into buying ten, fifteen players or whatever. We need to get the set up right. I mean, it hurts this season. It'll, yeah, even if it doesn't happen next season, it'll hurt. But we need to get the, the foundations laid for going forward so that, you know, we can carry it on and it's set properly throughout the team. Exactly. I think that's the main problem in the club, isn't it? Really, the, the foundations, that the, there seems to be no f- kind of foundations at the moment. The club seems to be in the right weird place and a whole new setup needs to be put in there and basically start from scratch next season. And as you said, if you don't get it back the, next season, we're definitely going to go on a run within the next couple of seasons, you know? Well, this is it. I mean, see, you look over the last however many seasons, I mean, I get it all. I, mean, I, I live amongst Liverpool and Man United fans and I work with all these type of people and they always say, how can you keep going up? These are always winning. My whole thing mm-hmm. is to see improvement. As long as we improve every year, it's, it's still, I don't want to full stop, but I, all I ask for each season is improvement. You know, and it's, 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 I mean, you look, you take this season on board and you sort of caught between a rock and a hard place from the management, obviously Neil Lennon's taking pedals and what have you, but the players, but you couldn't have changed all them players at the start of the season, they're the players that got us there. And obviously exactly. the players have let us down this season as well, so it's, you know, it's for, on one hand it's how much good they've done for us, and on the other hand is where we've been this season. Yeah, I think that's what the, the, Celt- the Celtic board were trying to do, was kind of keep these players and not let them go and keep them, for, and it, it did kind of backfire on the board because Basically, they they dung tools. It was like the two fingers up to the floor for not letting me move on. Can you really want this? I, you know? I mean, I, I was I was more than happy to start the season to go into the, the season with a squad, and you know, I say Duffy never worked out, but on paper he was ideal. You know, yeah. 
do different things. You know, the goalkeeper situation has been a bit of a farce. Uh, I don't know. It's just... Do you think we can? Do you think we're going to see a new a new goalkeeper next season? Um, I think I don't know. It depends what Barkas does. Is it depends how things change over the three seasons, doesn't it? I mean, Barkas might come to the fore. I mean, I think Bain's good enough to be in goal in the SPL. In all fairness, but you know, we want to be better. It's than really that, in we? Europe when the. When when Bain kind of seems to be kind of inexperienced, he kind of makes these silly mistakes, don't we? We always kind of get cut out in 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 Europe, don't we? That's what, that that's big, where the big problem is. It is our defence. Every year we have the same mistakes. You get rid of these mistakes in the SBL, but not in Europe. But we got we got we pay for these mistakes this year in the SBL. But nine times out of ten, like we do get away with them in the SBL. These mistakes that we make in Europe. To be honest, 15, 20 years follow Celtic in Europe, it's always mistakes that cost us. <laughs> you know, some of the great performances we've been put in, and some of the mistakes that we've just killed us. And what's your, who would be your ideal manager to come in, Brian? Oof, that's a hard one, to be honest. Uh, Roy Keane. <laughs> Hank Keane would be fun, to be honest. Get Roy. I don't know what you know, I'd be shouting for Ronnie all day long. <laughs> uh, I don't know how he's got a Brian, yeah, that, within the, that, that time he was here. I think that Ronnie was sort of thrown in the deep end, to be honest with you. He was, you know, this is this, we know the stories, he was meant to come in as a number two. And perhaps that might have been better for him to be accepted more by a lot of the support. And he was, he was thrown straight in. But I love Ronnie. We even call that support club Ronnie Diamond. So there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're going to just uh, move on there for Mark, and we're just going to try something because uh, the week that's in it, we're going to do a Celtic Legends thing, and it, it's basically that the top five Celtic Legends by the Celtic site is number one Jimmy Johnson, Paul McStay, Jimmy McGorry, Billy McNeil, and Henrik Larsson. So what we want to do is. Finish from Henrik Larsson, and if you had to pick five new legends within Celtic since Larsson, who would they be? Mark, have you? Just get through the song ready for us. I'll just go for one at a time, Paul. Mm-hmm. Just go one at a time. My first yep. one is Tom Boyd. Got to bring Boyd in. Maybe not a popular choice, but for me, Boyd doesn't get the recognition he deserves. A lot of the Celtic support. I mean, he spent 11 years at the club, won eight trophies, five years as captain, and won seven seven trophies as a captain, including captain is when he stopped him winning 10 in a row. It's maybe not great when you put your level of expectations at Celtic, but when you consider the state the club was in when he arrived, I think he should be, well, I know that he is very, very proud of his Celtic career, sir. Top boys, my number one. How about you, Paul? Uh, I'd Arthur Barrett's. <laughs> Goalkeeper. I just, I just thought his presence in that goal, and especially when he was in Ibrox and he blessed himself and he held up the flag in the, on the pitch, I thought it was just uh, it was brilliant when I, when I saw it. And I always remember it, so mine was uh, Arthur Barrett's. You know? Uh, well, gee... Eh, uh, Tommy Bond. He is Mr Celtic, isn't he? So, 
know, to me, he's he's about the biggest heroes ever, and always will be. So, you know, deserves his legend status. Mm-hmm. Next, Mark. My second one, Scott Brown. Not much else. Mm-hmm. Not much else you can say about Brown, but uh, 14 years at Celtic, 11 as captain, trophy holy, 21 winners medals. Just with us, 22 with the League Cup that he won with Hibs. That makes him second only to Billy McNeil in Scotland, and second behind both Kenny Douglas and McNeil. Any Scottish player trophy hall. And I won in the Scottish Cup this year. But a fitting end to his Brown Celtic career, but that also puts a Miko McNeil under Gleesh. That's an absolute mm-hmm. for me. And in years to come, I honestly expect there'll be a statue Brown in the Celtic way. Mm-hmm. I was the same as well, uh, Scott Brown. So you went me too? Yeah, Scott Brown as well, yeah, just because being who he is and the season that's in it that he's leaving at the end of the season I just had to push Scott Brown in it he, as you said he's Mr Celtic really for the last decade and he's been a Celtic since since I was a young lad watching him as well and look, Scott Brown would have to be in there definitely uh, Brian? Scott there's no complaints there um, I just hope that we get to the Scottish Cup final we can take it down so he gets a fit in his career with us but I mean, even more so, with us, us talk of the Euros, getting fans in and what have you, you know, so, you know it'd be great if we could get some people in there just to give them the send-off that he deserves. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been phenomenal. From start to finish, in all fairness. Mm-hmm. Mark? Number three, Neil Lennon. Another no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Not really Lennon's biggest fan, as you all know, but guys gave him his best part of 20 years' service. As a player, coach, manager. And well, there's plenty of ups and downs, but in general, we were successful. I mean, there'll be fans out there that will never forgive him for blowing the 10, but that's another to- topic altogether. But Lennon's got to be considered a Celtic legend, and I think he's another one that over time he should have a statue at Celtic Park. Who did you put? I had Lennon after this one, but. Oh. Considering you said it there, I'm actually going to switch up, so I'm going to put Lennon third. Uh, possibly because, uh, I, I, as Lennon is the player, when we were speaking to Barry Forbes on the, the, the last podcast there and stuff like that, he was saying, we asked him what was the one player that impressed him last, and he picked out Neil Lennon. Was the one player that he said that when he didn't have the ball, he's there, he's passing, he's tackling, just what a player and you know I know things didn't work out this season for him but for what he did for the club as you said Mark he has to be classified as a as a legend yeah Brian I think you've got the same last to be honest haven't we no I'd hear believe oh, okay. believe me but no that's a nice you've played a there haven't you I mean this, this season's been this season but you know to me a lot of that's down to the club itself you know he should never have been he should never have been gone that far He's obviously had his reason for why he stayed. It wasn't taken out of his hands. And it's also, it's going to be, you know, it's been tainted a part of his career, but it's, that's because it's fresh in the minds at the minute. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, over the years, like say, to do everything he's done and given up for Celtic, it's, you know, it just shows that, that to me, that is, that is a legend. So, no, no, I've got my opinions about him this season, but that's this season. Overall, overall, he's been a great, great servant to the club and 
And that thing is, he offered me a job in two years' time, he'll come walking back again if he can get it. So. Yeah, the next caretaker manager again is Celtic coming in, saving us again in Jan, be Neil Lennon and <laughs> in the show again, you get the job right, again. Don't have, don't have nightmares. But definitely a Celtic legend, 100%. Number four, man. Number four, and this will probably be a surprise to some people, but uh, James Forrest. Just simply, he's lent a service to the club and the amount of trophies he's helped his win. This is 18th year the Celtic, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Forrest be a one man club, or at least be like Moon's age by the time he moves on to another team. Nine league titles he's won, five Scottish Cups, five League Cups, and he's won a stack of personal player of the year awards as well. That's going, some going for somebody that's not even 30 yet. And who, mm-hmm. was he, st- if he hangs about at Celtic, he could end up being Scotland's most decorated player by the, time he hang- by the time he retires. And he's never kind of came out either, Mark, and said that he wants to ever leave. Do you know what I mean? He always, I think, it was a I think he's the type of player that'd be a one-man club, I think, is he? Yeah, well, you know, I, like the Ryan Geeks of Man United? I think he'd have went before now. I think he's had his chances. And I think maybe a few times his head, was maybe, his head was maybe turned with the money. But he stayed and played play him. Yeah, exactly. And you have to credit players for that. Like, you know, like any player can go down for the money. And it was the same with Scott Brown in his time as well. He was offered good money to go down down to England and even Australia. When they, that time, they were after him last year. He didn't want to go. It wasn't for the money. It's for the love of the club that they stayed. Yeah, mine is going to be a bit strange in front, but I like this man and I always did. Is Georgie Samras. Oh, God, my. I loved him. I I just... I remember the two goals when we were playing against Rangers and, and, and Samus got the two goals. One, he nearly, he kind of ran from the halfway line. It was the only time I saw Samus run and he scored. But I, I have to put Georgie Samus in there. I'm sorry, lads, but I have to put him in there. <laughs> you're lucky you've not been in the games, Paul. Huh? You're lucky you haven't been in the games. I know, like, see, I only, I only watch the good ones oh. on the television, you see, so that's why I put him in. <laughs> Who'd you have in there, <laughs> Blank? Uh, next one for me was... I mean, I'm going to stick on the Legends list, but for me, Lubo's one of them. That boy, he's... He were like ones. It was something else to watch. Um, I don't think we've seen anybody come as close to him as skillful as him since, since he left. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to do it at such a, a late stage of his career, then Lubo was fantastic. Definitely a legend for me. But, I mean, that's more than a, a case of playing status rather than what he's done for the club so to speak mm-hmm. oh, it's a player I can understand that well she put him little one definitely one of, the be- one of the best players I've ever seen in a Celtic shot well, his Celtic debut he was against Rangers wasn't this and he got the the two goals uh, I, am, I, am I right there the 5-1 game two goals did he not get an assist as well yeah yeah that was, that was we, and that was it was Vinegloss that signed him, wasn't it? Vinegloss, he, he never can, you know. Doctor Joe. Doctor Joe. Uh, who do we have next, Mark? Next, this will put the cat amongst the pigeons. It's not actually a player, and I but asked Paul if I could put him in, and it is the man Peter Lowell. I know that it's not going to go too, down too well with some means. You're going to be busy on the page later, you. <laughs> but really well she put I've seen other times about him it's not everybody's cup of tea like Lennon's time has been a lot of ups and downs 
but nobody can argue that he's been presided over and had a massive say. We've dominated the Scottish game this century for the last 20 years, 21, well, we've won this year, but overall this century we've dominated it. And did the question is ambition or European level and that, but people were happy, just the same as Blobble was happy to just be the top dog in Scotland. So, but you can never fault what he's done for the, like the financial and corporate side of things. I think Peter Law's been done a great job for Celtic over the years. Mm-hmm. And it's been just to see how Celtic do around him, actually, as well, isn't it? You know? There's no doubt how good he's been from the club. Uh, keep his, his nose at a football and next year it might have been a lot better as well. So, you know, but... Can't even deny how good he's been for the club. I don't think there's, there's any Celtic fan that can have that argument that he's he's no, but he has been really the opposite. So, so no, I think most people will agree, especially when he's gone. Time will tell then. You know, exactly. That's that's exactly. Time will, will tell how. Will we, will we miss him or won't we miss him? Type of thing or at all. But then it can be a case of we won't miss him because of what he set in place for the the successor. So there's a few things you see. That time will tell with that one. Mm-hmm. Who did you? I have James Forrest, boss. We we spoke about James Forrest, so that's who I had in. So I I had James Forrest. Um, Brian, your last. My next legend was his Danny O'Kane. Um, like I say, I wasn't sure whether it was. That's what I say. But I know I didn't really realise. If I had love of you, Danny Green, then let you have it. <laughs> Let you have that, so you you kept that quiet, man. You didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, it was, it was when you said when you said the the lesson last time was the last. I got the wrong end of the stick for what, what it was after him. I don't know. Just, Danny, it's Danny McGrane just epitomises what, what Celtic were all about when I was younger. But there's that, you know, just seeing him in his Celtic stuff, especially that one with the the lost feet, the the weight off on it. Just I don't know, Danny McGrane, and it's the fact that he's still there. You know, so yeah, he goes contributing. See how you could have perceived for what you're saying there, he is still there. So, because see, when I was thinking, I was going to see Steve Well, I was going to put John Clark. That's what I thought you were going to say, to be honest with you. <laughs> I thought of John Clark. So, I will give, we'll let you off the Danny McGrain one. Uh, Rob McNair has. Um, a bit controversial here in the ball. <laughs> yeah, Rob McNair has uh, Brown, Kearney, Forrest, and Foster. I suppose Foster could be could could be there as well, but you know my my thoughts on Foster kind of went down when he kind of turned us down at the start of the season to come back when he kind of it was kind of a gentleman's agreement himself and Lennon that he would come back and we were kind of guaranteed him basically on coming back. But then he so like my opinion on 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 uh, on Foster has kind of changed. You know, would you give would you actually give Foster another chance actually if we approached him next season to come back to the club and if he wanted to come back, would he? No, I wouldn't. No, I know, no. No, if that. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Brian? Would you be? I, I, oh, no, no, not for me, not for me. I think too no. many fans get attacked. Uh, fans, JFP, uh, he's, he's always talking about him, so I knew he had to put him in there. It was Roy Keane, so I knew he was. <laughs> uh, Terence Casey says, Jackie McNamara. I suppose you couldn't fault Jackie McNamara either for for Celtic, what he, what he did for Celtic over his career as well. Wanted Jackie McNamara. Of all the struggles that we had uh, right back, we could actually do with Jackie McNamara this season, couldn't we? Definitely. Yeah. I never even gave Jackie McNamara a thought. I would have had him in there, probably. Mm-hmm. I think you're not a player, really, because somebody said Tierney. I, I don't see Tierney. I don't see Tierney as a Celtic legend. 
to just to end up becoming a legend for somebody else. Had his mm-hmm. A great player for Celtic, uh, fantastic player. But one not- player we forgot was Nakamura. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nakamura, Rob Merrick says, Nakamura says, Dick, he's free kick against Manchester United in the Champions League. I never forget that. You know? Same you can, you can say, for me, I mean, after, after we live with and that was purely for football in terms of it, you know, legend status is a, it's a, it's a different thing altogether, isn't it? It you is, know, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's showing your kind of passion for the club and everything, isn't it, Brian? You know, their passion for the club, their love for the club, it's a kind of a different cast well, well, of best well, players, well, players well, like that, like, isn't it? If, if, you're, if you're going to compare the list that we've just done ourselves, and in all fairness, it's the to stand them up in legend status is to stand them up against the five that you mentioned the first time round. And it's a good match to that type of achievement and commitment and what have you. They say Brown, Lennon, you know, those have done. So they deserve legend status. That's legend status. There's not many players now that stay in the club for nearly 10 years in their career. No, like the, the max players will stay in the club is That's three, four years and they move on in this. I was you noticing know? mine was nearly a long term, the service they gave and helped yeah, win yeah. after trophy days and their actual yeah. football skill is such. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one we actually missed out one was, what do you think about Paul Lambert? Lambert's a great player. A great player, mm-hmm. but to me he falls into that category, doesn't he? Mhm. Mhm. So we could we could do that for another night. The best, best players, yeah. Uh, here for maybe two years. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. <laughs> team after team after team. Everybody's a great members of a great other certain players. We've had some great players there, haven't we? You know, they all they all give you and everyone's got certain memories of different things. And sometimes, like you, yeah, you forget them and Jackie Mack there, weren't we? Sometimes it takes somebody to mention something that kickstarts something else again in your memories, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's it, like you know, because you heard you you when when someone texts in a player, you go, "Jeez, I forgot." Like Jackie McNamara, they're like none of us thought of Jackie McNamara, 
And then when you when you, when you hear someone say it, then you go, Jesus, Jackie McMahon, like he's definitely be classified as a Celtic legend or a good player. What you know, you you always kind of forget one or two players, don't you? You know. Paul. Yeah. I thought I thought that I thought that crashed there. Uh, I I always stick up for Jackie McNamara. I'd have seen my old time team. I'd have I'd have either Tom Boyd and Jackie McNamara and probably in my team over Kieran Tierney for the simple reason they were there a lot longer and done a lot better for the club. Exactly, exactly. You know, t- like they 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 kind of been there for their whole careers within Celtic and Kieran Tierney. Listen, could be a legend, but last in how long he stays the last one, really, isn't he? Kieran, you know, he'll go in and have a fantastic career. But, uh, mm-hmm. To me, he'll go into a higher level than Arsenal as well. But he'll become a legend for them. It's like Kenny Douglas. I was only three year old when Kenny Douglas left Celtic. I've had arguments with old guys in that about whether Kenny Douglas is a Celtic legend or a Liverpool legend. And for me, he's a Liverpool legend. They get the exactly. player, they get the best of him as a manager. And I'm a, I don't really believe he can be a, a real, real legend for two different teams. He's like if you were only see when Kenny Douglas was born, I wasn't even a speck. <laughs> Matt's a lot older than us. You're older than me, well, she's going to use. Not a chance. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're kind of moving on from that, and what we're looking for now is, look, we know we didn't get the tender roll, which has been disappointment, but we did have some good players over the last, for the nine row. What would be your best start at 11? And the manager for that start eleven, Mark. Oh, my first up again. Just, I just went through the team, both team, the foot comment and that. Paul, I. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, well, the manager. Well, I was going to pick. Ro- I was going to pick Ronnie, but obviously I had to plump Brendan Rodgers. And goal, I've got Foster. Right back, Lustig. Iron Virgil in the middle. With Tierney at left back. Brown and Winyama. And the two, I've obviously went for the four, two, three, one. Then I went for Forrest, and the right, McGregor in the middle, Sinclair on the left, and Dumbelli up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian? Uh, Boric. No, 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 no. Boric in goal. Um, we've got Lustig and KT as well. But if I was going to go for Isa Gary, just purely because when he first came in, he was fantastic, but KT's definitely a better player. Set uh, of defenders. Virgil and Denier, I just think that one season they had to get another phenomenal. Um, Brown and Monyama in the middle, Sinky on the left, Armstrong on the right, and I go for Evie and Moussa up front. Um, <laughs> few people in there that I tried to few in, but that's, that's the team I've gone for in the end. <laughs> we got Rob Magnus, Milovic is a legend for launching Kenny Miller into, into Orbis. <laughs> I think that was the highlight of his career, wasn't it? That's tough, that's winning. As you could say that, Samu, is a legend for doing that. Tony Watts is a legend for scoring against Barca. There's always wee players, things like that that pop up. But when you talk about real legendary, you're talking about, for me, good years of service in that. Mm-hmm. They pop up. To me, that's like legendary moments. They've, they've gave you legendary moments, but they'll give you like legendary week after week. Loving what they're doing, kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's one stop at a time there, isn't there? So there's legends you can tell 10, 30, 30 stories about, can't you? No, I guess I went um, uh, face a fast and goal again, lost thing. I went Virgil van Dijk, but I went Charlie Malgrew next to him and Terry. I went James Forrest, Scott Brown. I went Callum McGregor, Scott Sinclair, and Dembele, and I had to put Samaras up front with Dembele. <laughs> How could you make Boric a legend and replace him with Foster and Goal? <laughs> oh, that's a, good point. You've not done your homework, I hate Paul. You're getting lines, you're getting lines, I'll PM you about this later, son. And uh, actually, talking about Lusting, he was a player that gave Celtic loved uh, excellent softs as well over the years, didn't he, Lusting, didn't he? And he, he loved Celtic, you can tell he loved playing for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, was, I was I was at Ibrox when he comes sliding down the walls just when he scored that goal. You could just see it in his face. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. And you know, he, he really, we all related to him and he related to us. What a player for that guy. Just, it was a shame that he stood up most in that bit of pace and it kind of put a lot of people off him, but he gave his years and years of good solid service. Oh, there's, there's no Celtic fan that I know, so I've had a lot to say about him. Absolutely fantastic player. You know, and, and to be fair, he probably moved on at the right time, didn't he, for himself? Yeah, because... You know, he just... I mean, I would like to have stayed some capacity, you know, just game here, there and there, but, you know, he gave us the best, best years. I think he would... I think he would have took, accepted being a bit part... He was a bit gutted when he, when he left. Oh, 100%. Don't think he's staying on the back. Oh, but Lonnie died at that was this? No. Lusting, it was Lennon. Lennon. Was that Lennon's easy there since Lennon's first time saw us? Hey, cheese. I'm trying to think now. No, three years of Brendan Rogers. They signed Lusting. No, I signed them. No, no I, I think it was Ronnie Dyla. If Boz is on the line, yeah, Boz can, can, can check that out for us and... Uh, on the live chat, I thought it was Barry Dyla that signed it. No, oh, it wasn't it, Ronnie. 2012 we signed him, so that was Lennon's first time, was Lennon's first, it was in Lennon's uh, first time, so yeah. 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 So, you could pick any player, really, from, from the Nine the Roys. As, as uh, Ryan said there, there's been so many good players that we had in John the Nine the Roys, that moved on and and gave us good service, but we're going to move on from that, and we're going to talk about the game on Sunday. You know, are, are you worried about the game? Are you, no. You know, do you think Never. we're going to, to rent outright, Brian, or with the players, like I thought the players in the last match would stand up and really get in Rangers' faces, and I, I, I expect I them to come from... I think we did for a long time in the last eight years. I've, I've said this all season, I mean, you can't take it away from the fact that we've been We've been poor, or they've been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, I just always think, especially these days, Celtic turn up, Celtic win. Yeah. So man for man, they've 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 got a collectiveness, and they don't seem to be making stupid mistakes like we do. We cut that out, and we go to. I won't say toe to toe. Don't go toe to toe. Go play football against them, and we'll beat them. Yeah. It's like their, their goals against us really have been set pieces, and that's been our biggest weakest weakest point this season. Wanted the set pieces. And that's where their goals have kind of come from, you know. It's been terrible. I mean, Tim Alloy must be making a fortune on Celtic to win in both teams to score this season. I've said it before, Paul. All Rangers are is a a very good, well organised, well drilled. Yeah. 
They're like the teams we came up against in the stages of the Champions League. They're not getting the greatest players, but they, work. they all know their job and they all do their job. They're well trained, they're well drilled. They're no, I mean, they're not a flare, they're no flare about them as such. They're just no. a really very, very hard team to beat with the way that, the way that they set up. I'm tossed there. If we could turn up, we win. That's, to me, that's the exact same. And is, is, is Forrest fit for the game, or is he still... I think that's going to go to the wire. Mhm. He'd make an awful difference, really, if he played, wouldn't he, on, on the wings, wouldn't he, Forrest as well? Uh, you know? But he, he never seems to play well against him. Mhm. One of the worries with Forrest is... I can't really remember him having a good game against him. The problem we've got there is that it's, it's we shoehorn somebody into that position when he doesn't play. Exactly. Any problems with Christie for me, Welshie? Playing Christie's a right winner. I've never yeah. played so much in my life with Christie when he plays in that position. Would you go to stay in certain line-up that we had against Livingston, do you think, against Rangers? Everybody, you know that they they played they they, they, they they played so well together and uh, the the passing between the teams was that was was excellent. You know they 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 passing the play and, and stuff like that. And I think that team on Sunday would be able to tear Rangers apart if if we played against them. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that the Livingston game gives these gives the boys a bit of confidence to go there. And you know, we've got some good players. There's no doubt about that. You know, you cut mm-hmm. out the silly mistakes and you keep the pressure on the teams. Then. When it, football, when it comes down to actual football, we've got the best team in the country. When, exactly. But when they play, and we've not played this season, that's the, that's been the main point. We know that ourselves. They'd probably know that, but wouldn't admit it. The on paper, we've got far superior players. One or two, McGregor, I mean, McGee McGregor is due. He is a decent keeper. But basically, on paper, if you, you would think that Celtic would beat Rangers nine times out of ten, Mm-hmm. It's just it's not that season. JFP says we need to put McGuire in the nest. We need to score against McGuire within the start of fifteen minutes. I think he's kept them in the game many times this season, hasn't he, Adam McGuire? You know the saves. He always seems to have a good game against Celtic, really, don't he, Alan McGregor? Don't he always that's have a good game? That's because he's, he's up for it, and that's what I would yeah. to be. They need to be up for it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so we need oh, players. Well, don't, yeah, exactly. But, but we, but we need. You know, it's like we've got better players. We've just had that discussion. But their players go into these games. You're saying that McGregor always raises these games. To be fair, they're set a half to raise their game against us. They don't let anything pass them. We've just not been good enough to, or whether it's effort or whatever it might be. I don't know. But you see, looking at the Livingston game, hopefully we can take that sort of. And that was always, Livingston was always kind of a bogey team for us, really, weren't they? Over the years, weren't they? Livingston was always a bogey team for for Celtic. You know? There's one thing actually there, um, I saw on the forum, uh, there, was, there was something I saw on the forum, I'm uh, some people asking about it. The, the two lads that got the UEFA ban, Roof, 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 is it? And Kamara. Are they banned only in Europe or are they going to be banned for? No, just the next Europe. Rangers match. Europe. Just, just Europe. Europe. Just Europe. No, because the two lads were saying like that if it was a, a total outright ban for for, for, for for the football, they thought it was a thing. But I thought it was only for Europe as well. That if, if you get banned in Europe, it's just for 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 Europe, you know. 
make yourself a career, and if you're good enough, you'll come back. But that's, I mean, but where are they going? He proves herself. I mean, it's like, we broke, we get Brendan Rodgers, ex-Premier League, we're looking at Eddie Howe, ex-Premier League, and years to come, the way the, way the Celtic support gone, evolving over the years, the way the younger guys are on this social media, do you think it would take Kennedy winning the Scottish Cup as good to become a Celtic manager? Yeah, probably right. I mean, I was reading before somebody was mentioning it was uh, Lennon at work. He was mentioning about not getting excited about how how Rogers came in and other. To me, like Rogers, a coach, and he came in. That's that, that's what the biggest downfall for us this season is not having an actual coach. You know, mm-hmm. so but see, you need to you need to learn the game. The coach not being allowed to do the job with Kennedy. Probably that as well. Lennon was the manager and Lennon blurred the lines a bit. Mm-hmm. That makes a difference, doesn't it? You know, you know, players players need to know that it's, it's a modern game these days, especially you can't expect old school managers to manage young players these days because they're schooled in the coming through the youth academies being taught. I mean they're hopefully taught in the right way. But you've got guys coming from all over Europe and everywhere to play for us and other clubs and what have you. They did you know, it's when they lose the ball, what position they need to get in. But it's not just a case of guys go up for this game and get into them. You know, and that's obviously what Lennon is. That's what we were talk about this season, that the players kind of didn't know their position, that they, 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 they seemed to be all over the place in the formation that Lennon was giving them. They, they, they really didn't know what they were doing. And for a young player to get in a, in a team under Lennon was basically mission impossible, that they couldn't. Lennon didn't... He wasn't the man that could help... Uh, a young player progressed their career, really, was he, Lennon? You know, he wasn't that type of manager, you know? I think he, I think with Lennon as well, I think he was always going to go with tried and tested this season, because in all fairness, if he starts bringing in five or six youngsters and we, we lose ten, he's getting slaughtered anyway. You know, so that's mm-hmm. a difficult situation to be in. I mean, you talk about coaching and how players should be. I, I remember when Sinclair made his debut for against Hearts, and I remember watching Rogers. he changed the formations about three times in that game to suit how the game was going. That's coaching. You don't just pick a team and say, "Going, that's how we're going to play." To me, that's what, what Lenny's teams look like. Mm-hmm. Are you hoping that some the likes of we say we, we were talking about uh, with, with United on there and the last thing uh, was um, the likes of Luke O'Connell? Would you like to see him kind of breaking into the first thing that he's doing so well at Queen of the South uh, next I'd season? Lo- I'd, I'd love to see any youngster break through. Uh, I think that's, that's the worst thing we can do is put undue pressure on them. I mean. You know, the Luca Corner's going down to play for Queen's Park, which is obviously a lower level, but he's going to grow up down there. But this is the same Luca Corner who came from a Bolton first team, so he's he's had a taste of it already. Um, so, no, I, I don't care whether you're 16 or anything. He's like, so I think he's young just to give him a try in the League Cup, like if we're playing these lower league teams, you know, in the the fourth division and the second division in the, in the League Cup, Charles, maybe at the start that these players could get start getting running in those games, trying to give the first team a rest, because they're more than capable of beating them. You know, because they're playing and they're playing on loan in the exact anyway. So the reason why we kind of, I mean, seeing we're playing teams like Aki's and Livingston or Celtic Park, there's no reason why we kind of like at least start the game with like one youngster in the team. Mm-hmm. See, if, see if they're not good enough to play against the lower league teams. We need a fence to them, but if our youngsters, I'm talking about guys like in their nineteen twenty bracket. If they're not good enough to Go to, go to Celtic Park and be, play a part in beating teams like Hamilton or Livingston or St. Martin or some level. Should they be sitting 
should that be what they're waiting on coming through? I don't... Well, they need their chance, don't they? I mean, you look at how many were thrown in after the, the buy debacle, but it was too many at one time. That's and it was, unfair to, it was unfair to expect anything from them. I mean, on paper, this is a young team. They're going to do well. But it needs to be one or two at a time, and it, it's still 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, that type of thing. Exactly. I agree with Pedro here. Pedro says, uh, personally, I think a lot of young young players on the fringes have wasted the season this year. No kind of young player really got to look in this season. I think maybe that was because the 10 row was on the line. Maybe Leadham was afraid but to I put in a young player. I said, you know, Paul, the amount of subs yeah. on the bench. Why, yeah. Why were we putting two, two keepers on? Two keepers. Two keepers on the A young lad taking that a spot on the bench and if we were ever up like 3 three nothing with 20 minutes to go, stack the lad on, give him the last 20 minutes. Just for a sign, you look at what you've been there, throwing on five and a half, and which have been throwing young boys on you. To throw one or two young players on you yeah, had the last 20 minutes or 15 minutes a game, just give them experience there. That's how you are going to progress. A young player. And it's the experience this season without the fans being there as well, which, you know, keeps them up. Like yeah. It would actually have been a good season, actually, for a young player to come in this season with no fans there. If he made a mistake, there's no fans there to, to get these back or anything. Well, she's you not. Know? I mean, Welsh is only in the team because Julian's injured, but Welsh has come mm-hmm. in the team and he's proved that he can handle playing in the team. Fair dues as Welsh, he says there's no fans there. But that's him used to being in and about the first team squad. That's what, yeah. To me, that's all part of the progression of their career. The thing is, he'll come back next season. He won't be nervous next season. He'll come back as a first team player. Ah, totally. Do you think... We were talking about that there, uh, actually, Brian, there, the other day. Do you think he's a first, he's a starter next season, even in the European Championship games, the Champions League games? Is 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 Welch a starter few in these games, or is he inexperienced in the Champions League I, games? I, I, I think he's, you know, you know, let's not expect too much for the boy. I mean, if, if he plays yeah. 50, 20 games next season in the SPL, or, you know, in the Cups and what have you, just keep him... Keep on with progressing, you know. Exactly. Uh, you know, let's just be honest. He plays five or six games at the start of the season. We come up to a European tie and he's flying. Then he needs to play. You know, it's it's but I don't know. It's a difficult one. I mean, me, I'd be looking for. I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably looking for something a bit more experienced for certain games and what have you. But not just for the for him as well. You know. Somebody said that on the forum the other day. Kawabunga. I'm sure he's in here, but I can't. The names are all confusing me between the forum and in here and emails and that. They said about me, but I said about Welsh the other night. I'm not saying that Welsh is a bad player. I've just said I think he's a great player. But I just don't want to maybe a first-choice player next season. And games like the Champions League. I think he's, not got this, he's not really that experienced in Scotland yet. But, but if he is going to be a first team player, it needs to be because he's playing better than the other guys competing with. Aye, but I'd, I'd see what you said best about another more experienced test coming in. Fingers crossed we could get higher to stay. I don't see that. But I still wouldn't see the Welsh player higher spot in the next to the more experienced test. If Ayer leaves for me, we're needing two first-choice centre-backs next season. Yeah. And Welsh take well to get his chances. We've got enough games for him to get plenty of games. But he'll get his chances to let his career progress without getting 
piss strip to him up in Bappy or somebody like that on a European night. Do you think Brian does have a chance to do that? Do you think a new manager might be able to, to keep Boyer, Brian, to make him stay? Or do you think he's actually going to be gone? It's looking like he's gone, isn't it? I mean, it goes back to the old series, you know, we can't stop these boys from progressing. These are European players. that they're, they're no ties to us as such, are they? You know, they've, they've got to go on and do what they want to do. To, to me, I don't think the manager will make any difference with him staying. It'll be a personal choice for himself. And if he's made his mind up, he's going. Um, we certainly won't compete off with him any more type of money. Does that the captain keep him here? I don't think so either. Does a project keep him here? I don't think so. But just don't him. Personal choice there, isn't it? Would you be in favour, just in the captain there, would you be in favour of Callum Mack being captain next season or do you think he's vocal enough to be captain or? I don't think you have to be vocal to be captain. I think it's, it's the respect and, and what you bring to the team that, you know, the, it's what you can get the best out of your, your, your teammates. You don't have to be shouting and bawling at them. People have different mm-hmm. ways in how they treat the captain. So I think Callum Mack's done enough to be next in line. That doesn't mean he does to be captain. Mm-hmm. I think, I will just add there anyway, sir, no. I don't think McGregor's going to be here next season. Your thoughts on that, Brian? Do you think McGregor will be here next season or do you think some clubs in South will come in for him? To be honest, we have no absolutely no idea. Um, I think if, if he's got any ambition to do something other than Celtic in his career, then it's got to be now. I read an article before with Joel Levy saying he wished he'd stayed at Celtic and to me that was because he left for the English League at too old. You know, Joe Liddy was a great cracking player for us. So I have one here actually from, from from Tom Rock there. He says, I like Encham, but the boy's head is I swear, no development on the Lennon. Your thoughts on Encham, the ball of Most frustrating player I've seen since Samaras. Mm-hmm. Mark? Oh, no comment. No. <laughs> I said before, I'm going to get this on him again. The, the, the mm-hmm. thing is, as well, it'd be interesting to see who the new manager comes in. We've, what kind of thoughts they've got on players? Somebody must be out there thinking, see, how he must have. He must be out the team going, right, I'm losing that lot. But I've got these lot that I'm thinking of coming in. You just you just don't know. And there's, there's got to be players come in that the next manager, it might not be something that we thought of, but it's something that they trust that could be, could be anything. Just yeah, it could, be, yeah. It, it, could, yeah it, it could actually be someone we actually don't know out of the blue actually that could be the next manager that, that no one had thought of we actually don't know what's what's going on behind the scenes it could be a big surprise to everyone who the next manager is you know I won't put it past this I, I tell you I won't put it past this uh, of all the we, we were talking about Jewish Academy there uh, well the director of football has been linked at I think Harkin would be, for me, the, the most qualified pro- for the project that we want to do, considering the job he done at Man City. I think Harkin would be the main man that I would like to be director of football. You know, do, do, would you think those How many other people do we know about? That's the thing for me. I mean, we've, we've, we've gotten to know who Harkin is, purely through the speculation. And I'm not saying that he's not going to be the guy, or whether he's not, he, or he is the right guy. But, you know, there's, there's, there's got to be more people involved in football who have better knowledge and knowing than us to say, well, Harkin is the best guy. But 
point by this guy and that guy. There's, there's, there's got to be some sort of process there. Yeah. Are we going to point the director of football that this this um, definitely kind of, it was kind of all talk at the start, but it's kind of kind of faded away after the last couple of weeks. The director of football, and it's more of the manager. You know, like when Eddie Howe was saying, he, there was rumours that Eddie Howe wasn't coming in because he wanted his director of football, Richard Hughes from Bournemouth. Or you know, are we going to uh, appoint the director of football? Do you think? I think so. I you think know? so. I think it's the way we need to go. I mean, we want to be a, a modern, progressive club, which is, you know, we start to put the foundations down for these things to happen. And to me, that needs to start on now. Now's the best time. The pressure's off, ten is gone. Let's just, let's just build the club up again. Yourself, Mark? Well, as I said before, when it comes to directing football, people ask on the forum and ask on here, who would you want to get the job? Well, she says here... We, there's guys involved at that level that we don't know who they are. It's a totally separate skill set for anything that we really know. Is, we all think we're the best. No, I mean, we're all, or we, don't, we all know more than any football manager and that, but... But, yeah, aye, it's got to be a certain skill set, and if Hatton makes that cut, that's fine by me. But I, def, I do definitely agree that we'll be appointing a director of football. There's, as all saying, there's no sense without fire. All these, it's that places, I mean, Peter Lowe's got his own wee pets in the media that he talks to and they're leaking up these snidey stories and things like that. So there's enough talk for me about a director of football community to be convinced that that's going to happen. There's a question here for Welchie, it's from Tom Rocks. He says, Welchie, who do you want as head coach of Celtic? Um, it's difficult. I want to be honest with you, Um... Favre, when he was pop, when he was mentioned, obviously I heard best just saying there was no substance to that, but that was a name that excited me. Um, I don't know, it's, it's, I'll get behind anybody that comes in. Um, and to me, I think that's the big question. Yeah. Actually, did that whoever the manager is, did the, the team, the, the fans just have to get behind that manager? There's no, oh, I didn't want that manager or thing. They'll just just get behind whoever comes in, give him a chance, see what he can do in this. The thing is, there's, there's a wider football mentality outside Scotland going to Europe and what have you. They're, they're taught differently. They they live differently. They've got there's a different way of looking at football. You know, there could be somebody from way out west that we've not even thought about who's doing something behind the scenes somewhere else or whatever. Just get them in and see what happens, isn't it? Mhm. So, folks, that's uh, me done for tonight. Uh, Mark and uh, Mark and, and Brian, thanks very much for having me again. Brian, thanks very much for your input and hope to have on the show again. Mark, over to you, buddy. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Everybody that subscribes, again, if you have not subscribed, please do it now. Uh, and hit a thumbs up. And as you know, Rob Roy for the forum, we donated a £50 Amazon voucher. We'll be giving that away to one of the forum members in a competition on Darby Day. And the details of what we're planning for Sunday are working in the forum. So thanks again for that, Rob Roy, and thanks very much for joining us, lads. And you as well, Shay, thanks very much for coming on. Come on, Ed, you know that. You're, you're, a legend, you're a legend on the forum, we'll make you a legend on here. <laughs> you're a good man. <laughs> oh, right, up, yeah. No, I'm done. Uh, right, thanks very much. Uh, do you want me to talk about next week? No, we'll put yeah. that. I'll put that up in the forum in the morning, Paul, and let everybody see Perfect. what we'll sort that out there. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul
Okay. Right. Thanks, Dad. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. All right. Good night. Good night. God bless. Right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Boz and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumors TV YouTube channel.